This week we discuss the me and remove the we as I discuss the state of the Bloody Bits Horror Show. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining us this week is the love that is shared between me, your host, and you, the listeners. So straight away, if you want to support our show, the first thing that you should be doing right now, presently, is going to Manscaped. Dot com and utilizing promo code BITS. That's B like boy, I like, I love you, T like tits, S like snatch, then the number 20, two, zero. That is BITS20. You will get 20% off of your purchase as well as free shipping on literally anything that they have in store. And if you do so, you will be supporting our show and getting us a long-term paid sponsor. That's right. You can pay me. You can pay Mr. Tim Yobo. You can pay Candace. I mean, let's be honest. We're really not going to give any of the money to Candace. Um, and all you have to do is make one purchase. It could be literally anything. It could be some $10 item that you will then get 20% off of. And provided enough people use that promo code, by the end of March, we will have long-term paid sponsorship. Fun thing that we're going to do on this show, by the way. In my life, I have purchased upwards of 11 different nose hair trimmers. I have some of the burliest, most manliest of nose hairs. Later on in this show, I am going to use something that was sent to me by Manscaped because I am, you know, promoting them. And that is the Weed Whacker Electric Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Live on microphone, I will trim my nose hair and review this product for you, the listeners. And if you think that's wacky, you ain't heard nothing yet. So first, we're going to discuss for Founduary, the film Lake Mungo. Now, you're probably wondering why, Eddie, are you the only host? What happened to Tim? What happened to Candace? Well, I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of this entire project, this entire program, it was just you and me and guests that I would steal from other podcasts so we're going back to that just a little just just a little bit just for a moment just for today okay honestly it's because um other people have other things that they need to attend to and i also thought it would be fun to do just a little solo bolo to steal from mr uh, daniel segura um it'd be fun to do that just just something intimate just something that's you and i so i'm gonna i'm gonna grab my corn cob pipe real quick 
um, like a like a man does, and I'm going to get a little load of some uh, some tobacco. Uh, the tobacco that I've got here is hold on, it's one of my favorites too. It is Molto Dulce, M-O-L-T-O-D-O-L-C-E. Rich and creamy texture of vanilla, caramel, and honey. It's a wonderful pipe tobacco. So I'm going to get my corncob pipe here, and I'm going to uh, I gotta dump the ash out of this somewhere. Hold on. Okay, got that out. Good, great, groovy, and grand. Sorry, 3D printed whale cup. And I'm gonna load. I'm gonna load the, the the pipe up a little bit here. Oh yeah, just tamp it down. Get my lighter. Mmm, mmm, that is wonderful. Mmm. Okay, uh, now we're just doing a straight up Eddie the Axe episode here. I got my my pipe tobacco. And I'm ready to rock. So Lake Mungo was a 2008 Australian found footage horror. Horror in quotation marks, that is, film. And let's talk about what I think it did well first. What it did well was it framed the entire found footage bit similar to something like a... uh, a sightings, that old show, or an Unsolved Mysteries kind of a program. But what we're doing is we're watching a family that is dealing with the disappearance of their daughter, Alice, right? So they go on a little vacation up at the dam, and their daughter, Alice, goes missing. After about 24 hours, um, the whole town is out looking for her. They're dredging the lake. They're, they're, they're looking all over for her. And eventually, um, a body is found and once it is found the family has to go there to identify it and the father is the one who identifies the the corpse and when this happens the mom doesn't she doesn't want to be the one to identify it maybe or maybe just the father takes it upon himself because he says like ah that's kind of the role as the dad to to do that and after he identifies it though the mother kind of refuses to accept that that's the daughter. So herein lies the the conflict, right? It begins with the father kind of burying himself in his work and not really accepting the passing of the daughter. Hold on, I'm going to let my my pipe again real quick. Mm. That's so lovely. So the father doesn't really accept the... um, the loss of the daughter. He just kind of goes into work and, and buries himself in that. Meanwhile, the mother is having all sorts of fucking problems about about this death. She's been like having these crazy nightmares where the daughter will come in and sit at the foot of her bed or stand at the foot of her bed and cry uh, or, or just look upset or look pissed off at her. And she doesn't want to uh, have those nightmares anymore. So what she does is she starts staying up late at night. And in fact, leaving the house and just wandering around the neighborhood late at night. Which we, we end up finding out. She she gets even crazier than that. She starts like walking into neighbors' houses. Which, I mean, 
thank the Lord Jesus this is Australia where guns are illegal because if this shit happened in Florida, there'd be some fucking like castle doctrine sort of like stand your ground bullshit where she'd just get fucking she'd she'd be a ghost. She'd actually be hanging out with Alice fucking dead somewhere or whatever. Mm. Mm. Rich caramel notes. Then we'll get into her brother. And boy, howdy, does her brother have some fucking problems. He uh, decides he's just going to start, like, taking up with some weird pedophile photography teacher, dude. And and just learning everything about 35-millimeter film uh, photography that he can. So, God, this is very good. You'll have to forgive me for just a moment as I get my pipe, like... It takes a minute to get a good ember on your pipe. You want to pack a little bit of tobacco in it. You get a good cherry going on it. You put a little more tobacco on top, pack that down, and then get get that going a little bit. So it's always, you're always kind of doing like a chimney situation where you've got a little bit of fresh tobacco you sprinkle on top of a good a good cherry that's going. Mm. And it is lovely, let me tell you. Hmm. Okay, so the mom goes out and she meets a psychic, <laughs> right, like you do. And the psychic, like, he's he's a weird kind of character because his whole thing is, like, partly, it, it's almost like he doesn't believe the bullshit of the being a psychic, but he has to rationalize it somehow, and his method of rationalizing it rationalizing it is that he he kind of like deludes himself in this well I'm helping them you know I'm helping people process their grief I'm helping them move on uh from the deaths you know that that are that have happened in their lives because hmm, because at least then somehow they think that they're going to a place after they die or they're going to meet their loved one after they... We all know there's fucking nothing. He's going to take a big-ass dirt nap, you know? It's going to be... It'll be exactly like everything you remember before you were born. That's what it is when you die. It is an endless, dreamless sleep. Have you ever slept where you just laid your head down on your, your comfy little pillow, you know? And uh, you closed your, your your pretty little eyeballs. Maybe you were listening to a podcast. Maybe you were listening to my uh, my own dulcet tones. And everything just faded away. Until the next moment you opened your eyes and you were back to reality. Everything that you experienced between closing those eyes on that, that comfy pillow. And then opening those eyes and being like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta go to work. Fuck. That's what death is. So, the psychic justifies his whole bit because he's like, ah, I'm helping people move on. That's probably going to make their lives better. And by the way, I should probably get paid money for, for doing that. Um, even though I'm not like a therapist or somebody who is like qualified to do it. I don't know. Is anybody qualified to do anything, by the way? Aren't most of us just like making shit up the whole time? So, yeah, he goes in there and he starts doing... Um, the psychic thing of like hanging up cameras and stuff everywhere. Hmm. You'll have to excuse me. 
It was very unprofessional of me. By the way, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. Um, so he does the whole bit of like hanging the cameras up everywhere. And, and by the way, the brother who's way wicked into photography, he's doing his bit of hanging cameras up everywhere until we can get like some sort of proof or whatever of what the mom's crazy like wackadoo thing is about. Oh, she's in here. The father even was just like, oh, yeah, one one night I like fell asleep um, at the table doing the bills. And then he, he like got up and he saw her shoes in front of her room. And he, he went in there and she was in there. And she looked at him like, oh, you fucking creep. Get out of my room. Yeah. So they're all like having a, a hard time dealing with death is a lot of what I'm getting from this. But they end up getting some some photos some paranormal photos that might just be Alice, right? But a lot of the times it just looks like somebody who's wearing like a hoodie, you know? It could be like the guy on the uh, cover of all the Watch Dogs games, maybe. And they were like, oh, that's clearly Alice. Like, if I know Alice, I know her brand, and that's looking like the guy from the Watch Dogs uh, games cover. So, but everybody's convinced about it. Well, um, it turns out that it's the brother and he's superimposing photos with like himself wearing his sister's clothes. And the idea is it's a motive to, to like, or, or we, we think it's his motive. I don't know. Cause that's what he says is to encourage, um, the mother to get the his sister's body exhumed so that the uh, cops can perform a DNA test on it. Because her whole thing is like, well, maybe the dad was wrong when he identified the body because he said, oh, I don't know. It didn't even look like a person. And he, which, I mean, that's like a way to say like, I don't know. I've heard people say that before. And, and like some of the thought is that the psychology is that you look at it and you're like, wow, this this isn't even my daughter. This is like the husk that used to be my daughter. I don't want to identify like the light that used to be in her eyes when I bounced her on my knee as, as somehow being part of this husk that was located. So you say like, I don't know. It looked like her, but it, it also didn't look like anything like her. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably reading too much into it, but, but, um, yeah, so so the the brother's motive was he was going to uh, Photoshop a bunch of fucking ghost photos of the dead sister while he's wearing her clothes. Kind of weird. Uh, just to get the body exhumed, to get the DNA tested, to set the mother's mind at ease. You know, the mom that's like walking into the neighbor's houses at night. He's, he's going to fix that, that him and the psychic, uh, turns out they do a DNA test and, and yeah, it is the daughter spoiler alert. So then the one person in this whole story, we haven't learned anything about is Alice is the girl that went missing and boy, howdy, we're about to learn a few things about her. Well, first of all, it turns out that she was uh, babysitting for the neighbors, right? And I guess like as part as her, uh, as part of her babysitting for the neighbors, 
she ended up getting into a uh, threesome with the mom and the dad and videotaping. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, that's cool, you know. Um, and what's funny is we, we start, like, it cuts back to this tape of when they're having one of their fun seances with the psychic. And you just, like, clearly see, they, they cut to the background. Like, this is the thing that they'll do as they'll like show a picture and they'll be like, Oh, hold on. This is a thing that we caught when we were making this documentary. And then they zoom in on it, like all shittily, like an old, like an iPhone eight, you know, they zoom in on the video and it's like, look, there's the ghost. But then, but then this time, instead of zooming in on the ghost, which by the way, the brother did some cool shit where he would like set up a TV and play a video of the dead sister. And then across the room that would be a mirror. So it'd be like, oh, you see the face of the dead sister. By the way, there's never like a commercial on the, the tape or what. Like he times the tapes perfectly. It's stupid. But um, with the, they zoom in on one of these tapes, right? And what you see is the next door neighbor dude sneaking into her uh, bedroom. Because as soon as he heard, heard that she died, he was all like, I got to get in there, right? Because I got to steal back that tape where uh, me and my wife were, uh, were fucking her. You know, they're, they're uh, double teaming this, uh, the daughter. Hmm. So yeah, that's what's going on there. And of course the dad and then the family, they all get pissed off at, at the neighbors. But like the neighbors didn't kill her. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what age. I think she was probably underage when it was all going down. But then it turns out that, like, the neighbors moved. They're, they're like, yeah, we got to we gotta get the fuck out of here. This is probably not going to go too well for us. You know, if they find out that we that we were fucking the, the girl next door that, that's missing. That's so good. Um, then after that, th there's a little bit about, like, the daughter went to hang out with the psychic before this whole thing happened. Uh, and there's like some weird thing where she might've been psychic or something because she starts talking about like the dream that her mom had after she died or whatever. But then we kind of cut to you. Well, when she went missing, she, uh, before she went on like a weird vacation with her friends to Lake Mungo and you know, it's Australia. So everything in Australia is named stupid. So they go to Lake Mungo, her and her friends. But then you see, like, one of her friends is like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's this videotape. Uh, I know I should have, like, showed somebody this before she went missing or maybe after she went missing. I don't know. But, you know, I, I guess now is the perfect time to show everybody. And it's like these girls all having, like, a party, like a Girl Scout party or something out in the dunes uh, in Australia, which will look crazy, by the way. Except for Alice. Alice is just, like, huddled in a corner, like, staring at a rock, you know? And everybody's like, oh, she's, she's like a bummer. I don't know what's going on with her. And then the mom and dad, they interview them again, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. She went over there to do that thing. And then, like, all three of her most favorite possessions were missing, which is, like, her cell phone. Well, you know, Gen Z, am I right? Her cell phone, 
some shitty necklace and I think like a ring or some doll or something. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. So then we, we cut to um, another clip of the video of the from the friend's camera. And we see she's like sitting in a ditch. Alice is uh, burying like her phone and shit in there for, for just no reason. Just like whatever. I'm going to bury my shit. Hmm. Very good. Uh, so they, they, they decide, like, all right, well, we're going to go to Lake Mungo now, right? And we're going to dig up our shit. So they all go to Lake Mungo and they dig up our shit. Uh, and now, now we we see, oh, this is the big spooky part that's probably real. And also, here's here's another problem with this is that this is all framed like it's a big like documentary that's made after the fact. Like clearly, everybody who made this documentary is still alive, and it's not like they're framing it like, oh hey, you know, you, you remember this case that broke wide the fact that the supernatural world exists uh, about Alice going missing. We're going to recount that story. It's just like, Hey, here's a story about a girl that went missing. So, you know, you're not actually going to get any sort of a fucking payoff, right? It kind of shoots itself in the foot out of the door. Hmm. <sighs> Sorry. I had to get a drink of water. So anyhow, they, um, they watch the video. And it's the the girls are like running around out in the dark, kind of like the Blair Witch Project a little bit, you know. But um, Alice, she runs around and then she sees this thing, like kind of jump at her, and it looks like the face of the uh, water bloated dead body that that she ended up being, quote unquote, after she drowned in not Lake Mungo. It. it the damn damn, I guess. Hold up, I can see my neighbor fucking around in the window. Anyhow, yeah, so uh, that scares the bejesus out of her. And then the phone just like goes off. And then she buried it, I guess, for, for whatever reason. Um, So I guess what we learned from that, like that watching that video makes her family feel better. Because they're like, oh, yeah, clearly she was just, you know, killed by some fucking weird doppelganger or some shit. I don't know what's going on. Uh, So we're all good now. And then they're like, all right, well, so now that we're good. By the way, all this haunted shit that's been going on, like, half of the time. it's there, There's so many instances where it's the whole, like, uh, the, it, and I know it's the old Eddie Murphy bit, the, like, Hey, man, we got a good house here, nice neighborhood. It was real cheap. Get out. Well, too bad we got to move. Uh, so many times I would, I would just be like, well, time to burn the house down. Uh, and then they, they should just set it on fire. But but they don't. But until now. Until now, they're like, all right, well, we're going to move out of the haunted house, clearly, because, you know, we, we're, we're all moving on. Moving on up. Hmm. Mm. Just a little drink of water there. I'm a little parched. Turns out I'm I'm working uh, one and a third times as hard when it's just me talking. So they all move on out of the house, and uh, while they're while they're packing out and, and up and uh, moving out, uh, we see Alice's ghost, and there's like this weird 
kind of stupid intercut between Alice talking to the psychic who records all of his sessions because he doesn't want to get sued and the mom and they're like oh and then I had a nightmare the mom's like oh I had a nightmare and then Alice walked in and then Alice we cut back to her and she's like oh I had a nightmare where I walked in you know like they're having the same like shared nightmare and it's also somehow telling the story of the family moving out after Alice is dead but it doesn't like mean anything because the family just packs their shit up and leaves. And like they even, we even show them like taking a new family photo without her. Uh, but then as they're driving away from the house, guys, we see in the, in the window, either uh, Alice uh, or the doppelganger from Lake Mungo is, is in the window. And that's Lake Mungo. That's that movie. So there you go, guys. I gave you your full episode where I reviewed um, a movie like Mungo. It's a found footage movie, so that technically counts for uh, Founduary. And uh, let us let us know what you think about um, Lake Mungo. I have to say, I think the like the way they did the found footage movie this time was interesting because they don't usually do them that way, but. Um, largely, I would say it was disappointing, largely. So now, let's go ahead and move on to the important stuff here, folks. And that is patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. So folks, this is a way that you can like directly support us and support this show. Um... We've been doing it for almost a year. I think it's like a little over a year and a half. Almost two years. Two years in July I've been doing this. And if you want to just, you know, really support us, what you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. And for $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, right? And I've actually been, like, putting out bonus episodes because people have been because we're above $200 a month, finally. Um, in fact, like the last one that we put out was where Charles, he uh, made us sit through the wrong episode of an Unsolved uh, Mysteries show. Uh, even though we delayed it for three weeks. And in that three weeks, he never thought it would be a good idea to be like, hey guys, you know, that was the wrong <laughs> episode uh, that I told you to 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 watch before so we just reviewed it anyway um but it was pretty cool because then we figured out that we could trigger candace by doing that uh vanga boys song from the uh six flags commercial so you can go listen to that if you pay us five dollars a month for ten dollars a month you get access to the blood bank and the what what's the blood bank you're saying well i'll tell you that's a uh private premium premiere streaming service that will grant you access to over 3,000 horror and grindhouse films. Uh, there's some, on top of that 3,000 number, there's some TV shows on there, some TV series. Also, there's like Shasta McNasty's on there. You've probably never either uh, heard of it or you haven't thought of it since... Um, since Clinton was in office, and I'm talking about Bill, uh, that's on there. And and we have a bunch of weird audio on there, too. You can listen to all the, the coast-to-coast AMs. That, that's on there, like 
all the Art Bell ones, not the the Nori stuff. I don't I don't really care about Nori. Although I think there is some Nori on there, but mostly it's Art Bell. Uh, and there's higher tiers on there, which if you really loved us and you really wanted to support us, you could support us by being a member of one of those tiers. So now I'm going to shame everybody by, I'm going to read off everybody who's a uh, member of our Patreon, um, and I'm going to do so in descending order from what tier they're on. And I'm going to call out people uh, who are currently um, part of, uh, uh, well, listening, well, not listening, um, using the blood bank, but but aren't members uh of a blood bank tier uh, anymore just because I'm being not, no, I'm not going to do that. It's okay. So at the bloody tits level, which is my favorite, that's the $21 a month. Um, and because 21 is like, you can get drunk and stuff. Number one, Charlie Guzman. He's at the $21 a month, bloody tits level. Thank you, Charlie. Number two, Matthew Cartwright. Matthew Cartwright, you're at the $21 a month bloody tits level. Number three, Noah Gutierrez, you're at the $21 a month bloody tits level. Uh, the next one, Dr. Chef Robbie, Robbie Robertson, you're at the $21 a month bloody tits level. Robbie, thank you. You're you're one of our favorites. We love you. Um, After that, we've got the Commissar. Go turn around. Whoa, the commissar's in town. Whoa, he's at the ten dollar a month Yobo Gold level. Um, D. It's a guy that's D, and his logo is I think Brax from the uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He's at the ten dollar uh, Yobo Gold level. Um. Everything I learned from movies. They're at the uh, $10 a month Yobo Gold level. The Grind Bin podcast. One of our oldest friends. They're at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Uh, Sir Yago Faustus. He was the very, very first Patreon, by the way, to sign up. He is at the $10 a month level. Thank you, Yago Faustus. Michael Bagford. He is at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Michael Bagford. Michael, there's one, two, three. There's like four. No, there's there's not like four. There's three. There's three Michaels in a row, so we're going to get through this. Michael Laney. Thank you. You're at the uh, $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Uh, Michael Radcliffe. You're at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Michael Bradcliffe. Noah Forbes from the the Forbes uh, magazine. He's at the $10 a month uh, Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Noah Forbes. Put us on, put us on the Forbes magazine. We would love it. Um, oh, Bobby Trippett. Bobby, Bobby is at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Bobby. Tim Fool, you're at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Vonnie Brasco, you're at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Vaughn. Wick, eh, I'm not going to thank you. Uh, Z Merck, you're at the $10 a month Yobo Gold level. Thank you, Z Merck. You're such a cool dude. 
Uh, Diamondback Manhunter, Mr. Diamond Dave. He's just a gigolo, uh, and everybody goes. He's supporting us. He's at the $5 a month, Ed Heads for Life. You see how I made myself the cheapest level you could support us at, Ed Heads? Yeah, that's because I, I don't have a lot of ego. Uh, Mr. Podcastio, Mr. Daniel Segura. He's at the $5 a month, Ed Head for Life level. Steve, Steve, you're at the $5 a month, Ed Head level. Surf Hell, you just signed up. You're you signed up on Valentine's Day. That was probably a Valentine's gift uh for yourself. And you want to go fuck yourself because you did that Surf Hell. Thank you for fucking yourself on on Valentine's. You signed up $5 a month. Thank you. Uh and the Thinking Cat formerly Cthulhu Prophet Neo Normie and Mask Fat Guy but now a cat question mark question mark your you're at the bottom of the list as our final, and it's only because it's alphabetical after. It's by how much you contribute. $5 a month, Ed Head for Life level. Thank you very much to all of our Patreons. And you know what you guys can do? You can all just go join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits and support us. So that's a big shout out to all of our Patreons because you know we love you. And now... The moment you've all been waiting for is here. So we're about to be sponsored, potentially, if you fuckers order enough from them, you cheap bastards, by Manscaped. And they sent me this uh, care package from them. And one of the things, one of the ingredients, one of the parts of it, excuse me, is the weed whacker. Weed Whacker, by the way, um, by Manscaped. It is an electric nose and ear hair trimmer. Tondeus Electric Polepolis. Police. Dunez et des orifeles. I don't know what that means. Um, but I'm going to go on the back of it now. It's skin safe. It uses skin safe technology. Uh, it's an electric nose and ear hair trimmer. Skin safe, replaceable head. Our skin safe head helps prevent nicks. Sna There's a lot on the back of this box. But um, mostly what I would like to point out is the, I mean, the, the craftsmanship of the box. I haven't even opened it up yet. So I'm going to get my uh, my box cutter out. I'm going to cut that open. Oh, you're not just looking, or we're not just looking below the waist, manscaped.com. So here we are. We've got it open now. I'm going to take a little picture of this for you all, all of you people that are listening, all of you, you perverse people. Just a second here. Okay, you can see my hairy knee in that photo. I don't want you to see my knee. And there we go. You can see my pipe and you can see my empty uh, mason jar. Like a like a cool professional like me. Um, so I'm going to remove it now. And i got to tell you, the first thing that I notice when I remove this, this uh, Manscaped weed whacker, is it's kind of like a textured rubber thing. I'm going to try to remove 
the nose, the part that goes in your nose, and then that, that's pretty well put together. I got to tell you, like I said, I've bought about 11 of these things so far, and none of them are able to tame my wild mane in my nose. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to trim my nose hair now. Oh, you know what? I, I probably fucked this up. I didn't charge this, so I'm going to remove that. Oh, look, this giving you a little bag. You get a little bag with a little bag in it that's got your charging cable. It, it's a USB cable. There's nothing fancy about that. It's in a black plastic bag inside of a bag. So there's a bag in a bag. Um, let's see what kind of a USB. I'll review what type of a USB it is, which USB cable they selected. And I'll tell you if they did a good job. Uh, so it's USB to some weird thing, like a little two-pronger, like a, like a PlayStation kind of thing, but smaller. So did I, did, I might have fucked this up. I might have fucked up, guys, and I apologize. I might have to pause this because I didn't think about charging it or batteries or any of that stuff. I wanted to do this all live. Uh, da, 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 da. I got some documentation here about how to use it. And it says, uh, let's get Whedon, Joss Whedon. No, it doesn't say that. Uh, the Weed Whacker Quick Start Guide. Number one, just charge it. The Charge the Weed Whacker fully before whacking those weeds. Well, I haven't done that. You know what? I'll bet this thing is so good. I'll bet you I could plug it in right now and charge it in nigh on three seconds. Oh, they use a nice rubber band on the USB cable. This is a this is a quality product, folks. I'm gonna plug it in to charge it. Maybe hold on here. Oh shit! I I bumped the thing. This is charged, folks. This is charged. Okay. Real quickly, I'm gonna just point out this is already charged. So I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna trim my nose hair with this live on the microphone. And I'll let you guys know how I feel. I have to move one side of my headphones, though. I'm going to move my uh, X-Acto knife that I used to open the box. Because this is... I'm going to be professional about this, folks. So here we go. You can probably hear it. Ready? That's an actual nose hair trimmer. That's the actual Manscaped Weed Whacker. Manscaped.com. Promo code BITS20. I'm putting this thing inside of my nose now, and I'm going to trim my nose hair while you listen. Here we go. Okay, so that's definitely getting some nose hair. Hold on, let's see if you can hear it. Oh, yeah. I'm always worried when you do this, though, like... What if you're hitting like a booger? You know? <laughs> then you're just like slicing up a booger. I, I have to admit, let me tell you one thing about this is it's very comfortable to use. That's one thing. I, I just did my right side of my nose and folks, um, I'm gonna, I gotta take a look. What are we doing here? I gotta see what what we're talking about because I think this thing just might have worked. I'm gonna look up my own nose. Oh, oh my lord. 
Oh, there's so much going on here. I'm, I'm pulling my nose up so I can see up in it. That has definitely trimmed my nose hair. And folks, it's been, it was comfortable. Sometimes I honestly, and this is for real, I'm, I'm not being a shithead right now. Sometimes these nose hair trimmers, they will snag on my nose hair. And it feels like I'm just pulling the fucking nose hair. And you know what really hurts? Pulling out a nose hair. This did not feel like that. So I'm going to try it on the other side now. So I have to, I have to rotate. It's really something like rotating away from... I'm going to rotate into the microphone this time so you can really get... Okay, that's the sound of it running without it being in my nose. So now you can hear it inside of my nose. And this, this side, this is the bad... Oh, this is the bad side. Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, I can definitely feel that. But not bad. It's not like pulling nose hair. Oh, that's so shaving my nose hair right now. Again, folks, I didn't charge this. This is out of the box. Mm. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying a lot because I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot to be said. Folks, this is just, I'm going to be honest with you. This is just, oh, I can see one of my nose hairs in the nose hair trimmer. Wow. Folks, this is some groundbreaking shit here. This thing trimmed the hair in my nose effectively, efficiently, um, painlessly. That's, that's remarkable to me because, folks, the hair inside of my nose, very, very fibrous, very much like wire. And uh, I'm also a beard boy. I got, like, uh, mustache hair that grows up there, the whole thing. It's a good angle on it. Good grip on it, too. I got a, I got a good grip on this fucking thing. I could, I could seriously kill a homeless man with this fucking thing. I, I promise you that, but not by using it as intended. The way, if you use this manscaped weed whacker as intended, the only thing it will do is it will trim your nose hairs very efficiently, very effectively, very comfortably. Wow. Even if we don't get enough people buying shit, which if we don't, fuck you. Even if we don't get enough people buying shit to, to support this whole sponsorship thing that we're doing, I, I finally have a decent nose hair trimmer. And I'm like half drunk right now when I just fucking use the thing dry. I just right out of the box. Like an asshole. Like a dumb fucking dumb shit would do. I did it and it worked. So that's my review of the uh, Manscaped Weed Whacker. Um, the box is cool. You can open it with a, an X-Acto knife. Um, it's got a USB cable. There's like a little brush you can use. I guess that's for brushing under your nose when you're done. Hold on, I'm going to brush under my nose. I'll make sure there's no nose hairs down there. Um... 
yeah, the thing fucking works. 10 out of 10. 10 out of fucking 10. You know that? I would pay for that. I would have paid $30. That's what I would have paid for just specifically. Now I'm going to go look on their website. Manscaped.com. And I'm going to see if that thing's fucking 30. Because if that thing's $30, you're an asshole if you don't buy it right now. I'm going to go look. Here we go. The Weed Whacker Electric Nose Hair Trimmer. Holy fucking shit. You know how much it is, you idiots? You dumb cunts? $29.99. You fucking morons. But you know how much it really is? Is 20% off of that, which would be, what is that? 10% is $2.99. 20% would be double that so that would be six dollars off of that that's fucking dude with free shipping holy shit this 23 dollars you're an idiot if you don't go get this you really are so folks i think that's going to be the end of the uh bloody bits um horror show for for this week if you don't like this one i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh there was one that came out last week where it was just like there was two we did two last week man come on give us a break for real we did two last week now you get this one with me shaving my nose hair smoking a pipe kind of talking about a movie um telling all the patreons sucking all their dicks Mm. there's really nothing else you can ask for There really isn't, and you know what I think about that? I think that this, 